What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I am here with Casey today, and we are talking The Walking Dead, season 10, episode 18. This is one of the extended season 10 episodes. This one is titled Find Me, and it is very Daryl and Carol-centric, mostly Daryl. And I was excited to see this because, you know, Daryl has been one of the fan favorites for ever, like since the first season. And there's not a lot, you know, we, we've seen a lot of him, but there's still not a lot that we know about him away from the group as far as who he really is. And I think we get a little glimpse of that in this episode. And it was a, it was a, I don't want to say a fun episode. It was a very eye-opening episode and it was also a little heartbreaking but I enjoyed it overall and then we got to see a hard conversation between Carol and Daryl and that was hard because we get we kind of get a we get a conclusion with them at the end of this episode that I think a lot of us saw coming but still at the same time it was kind of like it was still heartbreaking but we'll, we'll get into that but um overall what did you think about the episode uh, I enjoyed it a lot. I'm glad we finally got to see Daryl get some apocalyptic coochie. <laughs> finally, finally, you because everybody been shipping him with Carol and Connie. Finally, he got him some. I mean, I, I, I seventeen think... months get it, but he finally did it. That was that was a work in progress. It took them seventeen months from the time they met. For them to get together, like I know what is y'all doing, but you could tell initially when she had him tied up that she saw when she had the shotgun pointed at him, and she could kind of kind of tell when he was like, you know, my name Daryl, and you know he really didn't want nothing from her, you know, and he was like, I was just trying to help you. She was like, I got a damn shotgun pointed at you. What kind of help you think I need? You know what? <laughs> but yeah, it's um. Yeah, it took them 17 months. But you could tell, like I said, even in the beginning when she had the shotgun pointed at him, she could just tell by looking at her face like he ain't gonna do nothing, which is why she let him go mm-hmm. ultimately, because she could see in his face that he he not he's not trying to harm her, he's not trying, he's just trying to get up out of there. Right. Like lady, I don't want no problems. I don't want I, I, just let me go. Right. And then it was what, eight, six or eight months before they met up again. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, I like the they fact that they had a long, kind of, long courtship. Right. I, and I like the fact that they, you know, sometimes when you see people in these kinds of situations, the way that the story is dictated, you know, they kind of fall into those, you know, those kinds of sudden relationships really quickly. Well, one of the things about Daryl's character is he has not been in a relationship at all that we knew of. Since the beginning of the show, since the whole, what is it? It's been 10 years since the onset of the uh, zombie apocalypse. So we've never known what he was going to be like in a relationship. You know, we know that there were always two potentials, him and Carol. But of course, there are a lot of people who ship Carol and Daryl. But I always felt like that friendship was more like a brother, sister type relationship, a close friendship, (laughs) intimate relationship. But I never looked at them romantically that just never crossed my mind and you know we knew that the potential was there with Connie but again they had some other things to think about so Daryl is one of those 
Daryl is one of those people when it comes to when it comes to the the dangers that they are facing and the different types of people they're facing. That's all Daryl is focused on. He's not trying to focus on relationships or that sort of thing. And I think it was really interesting to see this side of him because one, the Daryl that we see at the beginning of this episode, um, not necessarily the part with him and Carol, but once we start going into the flashbacks, this is a broken Daryl. This is someone who has lost his brother. Mm -hmm. This is someone who has had to go through Mm -hmm. the trauma of dealing with Jocelyn and the kids and that whole thing that him and Michonne went through because this takes place after all of that happens. It takes place about two years after all of this happens and after Rick is right. So we we see a very different type of Daryl at this point. And that was heartbreaking to see in and of itself, just him tirelessly mm-hmm. looking for Rick to the point where he has pretty much exiled himself from the rest of the communities. He's exiled himself from Michonne and the kids and, you know, the rest of Alexandria. And he's just living in the wild and all he's doing is looking for Rick. Like he's convinced that Rick is alive because they haven't found a body. They haven't found a zombie body. So in his mind, there's still hope, which I'm glad Daryl has those instincts because we all know that to be true. We know that Rick is not dead, but for, for Daryl to have those instincts and be able to say, hey, he's not gone. There's still a possibility that he's out there. We never found a body. We never, I mean, I'm sure they probably, knowing them, they probably went through all the pieces of body they could find to see if anything identified as his, you know, you'd be able to see the boots or you'd be able right. to see the watch or you be there. There would be some identifying things. They never found that. They never found a, a walker of him either. So, I, I just think mm-hmm. at this point, Daryl's just kind of hopeless, and he's kind of resigned to living this life. You know, Carol still comes and checks on him, but you can see things are a little bit strained there too because Carol has moved on. You know, at this point, she's with Ezekiel. She is being a mother to Henry. And so now she has a different focus. So that kind of changes the dynamic in their relationship a little bit too. So Daniel is lonely. He's kind of, I think with him and with those kinds of characters, you think you're okay on your own for a while. And then after a while, you probably do realize you need to be around another human. So I think- yeah. I think that's one of the reasons why he was able to allow himself to get close to Leah, this new person that we, that he's met while he's away because he was vulnerable. He was lonely and he was just, you know, probably tired of going through this by himself, but he didn't want to go back. He didn't want to go back to Alexandria because there's nothing but bad memories there. He probably just didn't know it, but he was probably looking for a fresh start. right right and then also like when he was out remember when he was by the water and he saw the boat Mm -hmm. and you could see part of a body you know from up under that and he went over there and saw that it wasn't him you could see just the disappointment of i mean kind of like a disappointment and a relief yes like relieved it wasn't him Mm-hmm. Right, but right. disappointed because again, you still don't have closure. You don't know what's what Correct. happened. Correct. And so from there, he just got because then remember after that, that's when the storm came and he's sitting in 
in his little hut and the water came and it destroyed his map and then he just started screaming and yelling and then he went out in the rain and it's just like the rain washed over him you know what I mean so it's like he he was at that point to me that was when he was just like man you know what else what else can can I do what else can go wrong what else that's that's how I that's what I got from that yeah I think I think it was very much that and I think also that was the point where he was like okay I can't keep doing this but again he couldn't go back you know because I think in some ways he felt like him not being (laughs) able to find Rick in any way I don't think he wanted to go back to Michonne like that because he would have felt like he failed her even though we know that that's not the case, Michonne wouldn't have thought that. But knowing the type of person Dara was, he probably was like, I couldn't, I, I can't bring her closure. I, I can't do that. And of course, now we, you know, we heard him refer to the kids, but we didn't know that Michonne was pregnant up until the start of what was it, season nine. So, right. um, so yeah, I just think at that point, Daryl was just kind of resigned to be outside by himself. And then of course, what happens is throughout the, throughout the episode, the first time we see Daryl do in the past, it's five years um, from the current time. So it's five years before the Whisperer War. This is like two years after Rick disappears. So he's just sitting there, he's in his hut and this little puppy comes and finds him you know, very friendly to him. And then the puppy takes back off. We don't think about it again. And then that same puppy comes and, you know, he's, he sees this, this dog maybe three times. And then the third time or the second time, I think the dog was kind of barking like something was wrong. So Daryl follows the dog and he follows it into this house where there's a walker in the house. Daryl kills the walker. And of course, that's where the girl Leah is in she finds Daryl she points a shotgun at him and she's like what are you doing here what do you want and he was like yo I'm I'm leaving you know Daryl didn't know anybody was there. I mean at this point who who still expects to find people just randomly on their right. own, you know <laughs> so Daryl was probably right. just like no I, I'm gone and of course she she doesn't let him go she ties him up because she really thinks she's trying to figure out like, who you are? What are you doing on my land? Daryl's like, look, your dog found me. I was just trying to make sure it was okay. This is an accident. I don't mean any harm. So then, you know, eventually Mm -hmm. she does let Daryl go. And then a few months pass and he sees her again. And, you know, we kind of get these random sporadic meetings where they're kind of, they're not friendly to each other. They're not overly combative to each other, but they react to each other in a way that two people who have been on their own alone for a long time, how you would expect them to react to react to other people, you know? And I think at some point Daryl tries to maybe, I guess you could say call a truce, you know, he throws a fish at her door that he is called, you know, kind of like a peace offering. She doesn't come to the door, so right. he goes back to his camp. And then she throws it back at him and hits it in, hits him in his head. And she's like, I don't need you to do this for me. He was like, look, I'm just trying to be nice, you know? And at this point, I think that's where they kind of, they form a reluctant friendship. And she invites him back to the house because, of course, she's got shelter. Daryl has been staying in, like, you know, little huts that he's been making out of tree limbs and trees and 
he's just been staying outdoors, right. rugged, just, and at this point, it's been years. It's been like three years at this point, maybe a little bit over three years, right. almost four years. So she invites him back to her house and they kind of have an, uh, you know, uh, they kind of establish a, maybe not a friendship, but kind of a coexistence. And it's cool for a while. And then mm-hmm. Daryl finds her one night. She's she's broken a picture and she breaks down because she tells him the story about, uh, you know, we get a little bit of her background with the people that she was with and the son that she had that belonged to a sister. And it wasn't her blood sister, but a sister that she kind of adopted, kind of like Rick and Daryl, you know, and she talks about how she lost the son and everything. And then she asked Daryl, she was like, who were you out here looking for? Who did you lose? And he said, my brother. And the way he said it, of course, everybody first thought is going to think he's talking about Merle because he did lose Merle. But then he goes into the description and she's like, oh, you think he's still out there? He was like, we never found a body. I was like, oh, he's talking about Rick. Like Merle doesn't even cross his mind anymore. It's just the brother that he lost was Rick. And, you know, I told you last week uh, in, when we were talking about the Maggie episode that I that I restarted my uh, Walking Dead rewatch. So I'm literally I just right. finished the season where we lost Rick. And right before I watched this episode was the episode was Rick's quote unquote death episode. And it makes a lot of sense now why Daryl was so gung-ho on finding Rick and why he felt such guilt because immediately before Rick got hurt, that was when he, he was trying to take Rick or he was supposed to be taking Rick to Alexandria to cut off Maggie from going after Negan. And he died, he was he lied about taking Rick to Alexandria. They got into that big fight. They fell into that pit. So that was literally the last thing that mm. happened between them before Rick disappeared and then died. So, you know, Daryl has got to be feeling a whole lot of guilt. Like I kind of vaguely remembered that, but seeing it again right before I watched this episode, I was like, oh no. So it's like, as far as Daryl is concerned, he and Rick were not really in, they were not really in a good place when Rick died, you know? Right. They had come to an understanding. They had had their discussion. But still, it's like the last big thing you guys did before that you had a huge fight and then you had to come together to work together to get out of that pit. So I'm sure there's a lot of like emotions for Daryl that he's like, oh, you know what? This is the last thing that I'm going to that he'll, he would have remembered me as, you know, him thinking that Rick is dead. So it's just watching right. this episode. I had a whole lot of feelings, especially after watching that. I was just kind of like. I don't like, I just wanted to give Daryl a hug because he went through so much and then he spent so much time <laughs> trying to find Rick. And then once he finally opened up to Leah about losing Rick and she opened up to him about losing her son and her family, that's when you kind of start to see the walls come down between the two of them. And they actually seem to be getting along. They have of friendship and then as we see it develops into something more and i will say this i know a lot of people have been over the years they're like daryl needs to get some we want to see daryl in a relationship blah 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 i'm kind of glad they didn't focus on that part of the episode it's like we saw a scene where she was in front of a fire we saw like her shoulders and her tattoo so it was it it was kind of like 
you know, telling us that she was not clothed. And then she turns around, she reaches out her hand to Daryl. So that's telling us that at this point, that's when they became intimate. I'm kind of glad we didn't have to see that. You know, not saying that I, I would have been mad, but I felt like that wasn't the important part of the story that they were trying to tell us. It's enough for me to know that, okay, yes, they had this moment of intimacy. This is where their that relationship was sealed. But I think for me, the more important thing was seeing Daryl bond like that with someone else. You know? Yeah, because even without even without the, the sex, they were still bonding because remember they watched the eclipse mm-hmm. together and then he took her fish in. So they had other moments where they were, you know, uh, bonding and, and mm-hmm. you know, having a different form of intimacy because like when they were looking at the eclipse and she just kind of looks over at them mm-hmm. you know what i mean so they had more than i mean we're glad he finally got some but you <laughs> right, know right. they had more than just yeah. yeah so they 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 did have something so that made it so much harder when he left like it, it, we had this time Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That was based on more than just, you know, us getting some, but we had this time that we spent together. I was alone. You were alone. We're together and we're no longer alone. Why do you want to go back out there and be alone again? Yeah. You know? and, and I think it wasn't that he wanted to be alone. I think again, Daryl being Daryl, he was probably feeling guilty that he had found this life that he was happy with, but yeah. Right we still don't know what happened to Rick. And I think maybe the guilt right. of that just kind of got to him. And he was like, look, I just need to go look. It wasn't like he was telling her I'm going back. He just, he's, he's right. said, I'll right. be gone. I, I'll be back in a few days. But the thing that I didn't, that I didn't like mm. was that she gave him an ultimatum. You know, you're telling him right. that, uh, you know, you're telling him he has to choose between the people that literally helped him survive from the onset of this thing all the way up. Now, I'm sure at this point, they've been together long enough. He he should have told her a lot of what he went through. You know, I'm sure they had their own right. stories of, of what had happened to them since the onset of this. And I'm sure that they've confessed some things to each other, shared some things with each other. So she should understand how important these people are to to him the fact that he's still out here in the woods living with you when he could have gone back he could have taken you back to them you know right all he's asking is for a few days to go find his brother and she makes him choose and at this point i think daryl doesn't think that she's gonna she's gonna go anywhere because of course it's it's zombie apocalypse like where are you just gonna go yeah especially if she's been in the woods for so long Mm -hmm. and then she was like since her baby died, you the first person I've seen, which is how many years? So why why would you leave that and go right. out into this new world? Right. Because five years ago uh, was way tamer than it is now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you would have had a better chance five years ago than you do, you know, going out at that period. But see, if, yeah, but see, even at this point, during this time is when the whispers have started to make their appearance. And of course they don't really know too much of this because they've been isolated, but she, she basically tells him, you, you have to choose. Do you, do you belong there with them, with your, with your old family and friends, or do you belong with me? And he just says, I'll be back in a few days. 
And then he goes out and he starts doing the looking. And then I don't remember what happened, but it's like he had this light bulb moment where he was like, mm-hmm. no, I want to be with her. So he runs back to the cabin and mm-hmm. she is gone. And I mean, not just gone, gone. She took the furniture with her. The table and chairs were gone. And that's what made me think, like, wait, how much time? Because that was my question. This, You know how... You remember how they would go out and find stuff and take it back? So I was thinking, did, did somebody come and take the stuff? See? Or did she really take all this shit with her? Right, because it couldn't have been... If he told her he was only going to be gone for a few days, Daryl is a man of his word, so it's not like he was gone and just stayed gone. He probably was only right. gone two days and then realized, you know what? No, I need to... I need to, I need to bring some closure to this. I need to accept what's happened, and I need to move on and he goes back and she's gone and dog is only there and see that kind of confused me too because right i wouldn't think that she would leave dog behind given dog's history with her like she said dog was born on the same day her son died right so i wondered if maybe she was taken by force or if she you know she happened to have left out and came across some walkers or something like that but at the same time we see from the beginning of Dog's introduction into this story, he has had a strong attachment to Daryl. So maybe when she tried to leave, Dog refused to go and leave Daryl. And she just decided to leave knowing that Dog would be okay with Daryl. You know, Daryl loved that dog. So, you know, it's just kind of like at this point, I don't know. I feel like they introduced her in this story at this time because she may she may reappear in season 11 that's Mm -hmm. kind of how i feel because we don't know what happened Mm -hmm. to her we don't we all we know is that she never came back to the cabin because when carol and daryl come across the cabin at the beginning of the episode which kind of preempts all of this carol finds the note that daryl left for her and then that's how we get into the story Mm -hmm. because carol was like she lived here and so we know that he shared this story with carol because carol immediately Mm -hmm. knew when she saw it she was like she lived here she didn't even have to ask who who was this for. She knew, you know. Right. So again, that that kind of. And then he was like, "I told you everything." Yeah. Yeah. He said, "I told you everything." He was like, uh, "I don't think you did." Yeah. <laughs> it's some stuff you left out, but yeah. Yeah, mm. but then, you know, we get we get this story, and it it is a beautiful story. You know, you kind of think. I, I wonder while looking at it, I was like, okay, well, once Daryl made this, the decision to stay with her, why wouldn't he just take her back to Alexandria? But then I thought about it, the way that she was and the way Daryl was, both of them were kind of kindred spirits. And I think that's another reason why they connected. Both of them at this point are used to being isolated from people. You know, she lost her whole squad. Mm-hmm. She lost her son. She had been living alone in the woods for who knows how long. You know, so she probably was to the point where she preferred to be away from people, didn't want to get close to people right. again, that sort of thing. Daryl was the same way. We saw even in Alexandria, Daryl preferred to stay gone as opposed to living in Alexandria because that type of environment was not something Daryl was used to. You know, we, we've gotten a little bit of his backstory over the years. We know that he grew up in, you know, quote unquote, typical redneck family you know, with his dad, you know, when, when he and Beth were, got separated from the group a few years back and they found that little shack, 
he basically said, you know, this is kind of similar to what I grew up in. That was what he was used mm-hmm. to. Daryl wasn't used to like the, the cookie cutter two-story houses with, you know, that's not what he was used to. So I think that was one of the reasons why he was never comfortable in Alexandria. Had nothing to do with the people. It was just, this is not the type of living Daryl is used to. He was used to being on his, he was used to hunting. He was used to being rugged. He was used to being in, you know, Mm -hmm. in the wild. And the fact that he found someone that was kind of the same way, you know, that made it easier for them to bond. And I think that was another reason why it was easier too for them to just stay in the woods because neither one of them probably would have been very comfortable in Alexandria. Even even together, I think they both still would have felt like outsiders because even though Daryl was very much a part of the family, a, a part of our family, the family that we know it, he still has always felt like an outsider. So, yeah, you know, I think it was just easier and then, just the fact that she felt like he was still connected to those people. I just don't think she knew how to, how to take that. Like she, she couldn't accept the fact that he still wanted to be a part of that family while still being with her. I think she had been dis, you know, disconnected from people for so long. She probably didn't, it probably didn't, you know, she couldn't grasp the fact that he could be both and it would be okay. But instead, you gave him an ultimatum. And we know ultimatums never work. You know? Ever, ever. They didn't work pre-apocalypse, so they're not going to work in this apocalypse, especially not with everything that you people have gone through. No, an ultimatum is not, is an ultimatum is not the way to go. You know, but. An ultimatum is so far away if somebody leaves you. Even in the apocalypse. Right. But even the apocalypse. Yeah. I have a feeling we will see her again. Um, she'll probably pop up oh, in yeah. season eleven. Um I don't know how that will go. Okay, I, I put it to you like this. You wanna know when she's gonna pop up? Right after they find Connie. You know it's gonna happen right after they find Connie, and Connie gets yes, exactly. They yes, you know that's what they're gonna do. They're gonna find Connie. She's gonna she's gonna you know recover from her ordeal. Daryl is gonna be there to kind of you know he's gonna be there for her, try to help her mend and try to help her come back. And then Leah's gonna show up in some way, form, or fashion, and it's just gonna be like. You boo. Know. Oh, boo. Hey, boo. Hey. <laughs> right. Right. We're going to be like, oh, that's what it's going to be. So I, it, I, I have a feeling that's probably what's going to happen. So, and at this point, I mean, I kind of, I kind of would like Daryl with both, but I mean, I've seen him with Leah now. I want to, I want him and Connie to have a chance. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest. I like, I like the idea of Daryl and Connie I always have like since the beginning when we kind of saw that that might be a thing I was like oh yes this would be like so great not just for the fact that Daryl will be with someone but if you like you said in the last episode you think about the Daryl when we met him he was this little rough scrawny kid redneck brother you know had these kind of ideas and for him to end up with a black woman who is um you know deaf 
it is it is it would just be the, like the complete opposite of what people would expect from Daryl. It would literally to me yeah. it would show a complete evolution from the way we met him to the way he is now like he, him being very accepting, him being very open, him being very much I won't say a people person because Daryl's not a people person, but you get what I'm saying like he's not the judgmental yeah. bigoted you know small-minded person that we thought he was in season one episode two you know it would just be like a complete complete circle but either way it goes i mean if he ends up with connie if he ends up with leah at this point i'm just kind of like i just want daryl to be happy by the end of season 11 when the series ends i want him to be happy of course i don't think that's going to happen because we do know that he and carol are having a spinoff show and the spinoff right. show might be well. I mean, they they haven't really said that nobody else was um you know gonna go with them. It's it's an option. It's supposed to be a Carol road trip. I don't think it's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be anybody from the current group, or they they could be doing it in the vein of the way they're doing these six episodes. It might be Carol and Daryl doing a road trip in the middle of all of this we don't know yet they haven't given us any details but something just tells me that a relationship for daryl a long-lasting relationship for daryl may not be in game i just i don't think he has a long with carol his best friend so yeah i I think that's probably yeah i think that's probably what it's going to be but but who knows i mean they're they're expanding the Walking Dead universe in so many different ways that you never know. The, right. the rest of the people may show up. I mean, we're doing, we're supposed to be getting what, three Rick Grimes movies? Who knows? Maybe in the third Rick Grimes movie, everybody who's still surviving at the end of season 11, maybe they get to reunite and we get to find them going off <laughs> happily ever after. I mean, who knows? But right, we know right. for right now... We know for right now, there is no happy ending for Carol and Daryl, you know, because during this whole episode, the episode starts off. It's a little it's a little while after Maggie returns to Alexandria, um, you know, and they've they found these reapers and they know that there's another threat out there. So Daryl is going out scavenging, trying to find wood to repair the wall at Alexandria that was damaged by the Whispers uh, right, right before the Whisper War. And Carol kind of ingratiates herself into this trip. You know, and you can kind of see Daryl <laughs> kind of wants to be alone and he might still be, you know, there might still be some tension with him and Carol. But of course, at the end of season 10, right after the Whisper War, he did tell her, you know, you, you've still got me. And she was kind of like, really? He was like, yeah. So, you know, it was kind of like they were trying to mend their friendship because there was a lot that happened in season 10 where Carol was fucking things up for a lot of people, you know, on her, (laughs) on her, you know, her single focus mission to destroy alpha. You know, she did a lot of things that people didn't agree with and it's coming back to bite her ass. Right. So, So at the end of this this episode, when they're talking and Daryl's talking about how Leah left or how he came back and found Leah gone, you know, Carol tries to tell him, you've got to stop feeling guilty, you know, when you lose people, it's not your fault. And she mentions Rick, Leah, and Connie. 
And I was like, as soon as she said Connie, before Daryl opened his mouth, I was like, why did you have to go there, Carol? Because he turned around and said, no, that's right. all I do. And I was like, well, hello. Oh. <laughs> and she was like, she was like, I, you know, I'm sorry for Connie, but I'm not sorry for going after Alpha because I was right. And he was like, and that's all that matters to you, huh? Being right. And then they get into this little argument. And she was like, well, you could have just let me stay on the boat. Because remember, Carol was going out on the water right after Henry died. She was going uh -huh. out, staying out for a while and then coming back. And Daryl was the one who convinced her to stay. So she was like, you should have just let me stay on the boat. And he was like, yeah, I should have. I was like, oh, Carol, just I shut up. Just shut up. Just shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Just let him say what he got to say. Before he said that. Oh, girl. I was he like, oh, I felt like that was the first like, nail in the coffin. Well, damn. Yeah, I was just like, eh, I don't know what to say. Like, and she damn, was like, tell me how you really feel. Right, right. And she was like, see, I told you our good luck had run out. She was like, our good luck had run Man. out for us. I was like, Man. you had to open your mouth, Carol. But oh. you know what? That had to happen. He had been holding on to it and holding on to it because he was low-key, like, biting his tongue. Like, yeah, what you did got, you know, rid of the whispers, but you didn't care who you sacrificed. Right. Who had Joe in result because she was pissed about Henry. I mean, and not saying she was she was the only one. I mean, everybody lost somebody. We lost Enid. We lost Sarah. So everybody lost somebody. Right. But... But Carol is was the on the fuck you path. Like I don't give a fuck who in the wrath of this path. I need my revenge. I don't give a damn how I get it. I don't give a damn what means I got to go through, including let this motherfucker who killed two of our people mm -hmm. out to handle this mission. That's how how bad I want her gone. I'm willing to go on the other side, right, and make sure. Done. I don't care who stole toes I step on. I don't care who get mad. I don't care none of that. And, and and I mean, we grateful for it. But now that the war is over, you now have to deal with the consequences of your actions, right. including from Maggie, because she still ain't heard the the real deal from Maggie. Because that's gonna be some shit. Because and, and you getting Daryl now, but still, just think of everybody that you've affected. And now here we are rebuilding alexandria because our other home has been burned to the ground yeah you know and negan what did uh what did um carol tell maggie negan would help them that night yeah you because, know I mean? yeah, because he had to convince them that he was on their side and part of that was yeah i have to destroy something that actually means something in order for them to see okay i don't care but you know the other thing that's going to be interesting as far as the maggie thing goes again I just got finished doing my season eight rewatch. Remember, Maggie was so gung-ho on trying to go after Negan and everybody else. Well, Daryl was on her side. Jesus was on her side. But Rick, Carol, they were really trying to make the things with the Savior's work. And so Carol was one of those people who was on the Maggie, you can't kill Negan. You can't make him a martyr thing and so for her to turn around and do the exact same thing when it right. happens to her is right. such a hypocritical move and you know we do get that a lot with our group the hypocrisy we saw it a little bit with Tara when they were dealing with Dwight but then Tara kind of came around she was like look it was the same thing 
you know, I was on the governor's side when, when that happened, but right. here I am now with you guys, people can change. People can, people can be on the wrong side without realizing they're on the wrong side until it's too late for do anything for them to do anything. And that's right. what she was saying about Dwight. Same thing about this whole thing with Maggie. Um, when Maggie was trying to go after Negan, Carol was trying to follow Rick's plan as far as, you know, trying to bring the save the the rest of the saviors into the fold. Rick was trying to convince Daryl because he said something about the fact that you know things can change, for, forgiveness can happen. You know, just like you know, think about the person who left your brother on the rooftop to die. You know, it was kind of like one of those things. Like, yeah, at the beginning of this thing, you and I couldn't stand each other. I left your brother to die, but yet now you are my brother you know right and so what listening to carol give this explanation knowing what happened in the past i was like carol you just digging you're digging that grave further than six feet like you are digging yourself into a hole that you may not be able to climb back out of because daryl remembers all of this you know mm -hmm. you can mm -hmm. be you know, one of the things about this series from the beginning, it is a lot about hurting people, but it's also a lot about forgiveness. Think about it. Carol kind of sort of blamed Rick for Sophia's death because Rick left Sophia in the swamp trying to pull the walkers away from her, not remembering that this is a scared little kid. She's not going to stay put. Right. If the walker got to her, which we don't know, we don't know exactly what happened. We just know that she she got got, she got right. bitten, she died, she turned. But we don't know what happened. Did the walkers find her when she was hiding, or did she panic and run and then run into some walkers? We don't right. know. But the only thing we know is that Rick left her to try to protect her, and she ended up dying. Right. And we know Carol kind of sort of blamed him for that for a little bit. Maybe not outwardly. Maybe not. You know. Once she calmed down, I guess she realized, okay, you know what? He tried his best. Right. But again, this series is a lot about forgiveness and moving yeah. on. And so now, like you said, Carol's got to deal with her consequences. And she's just going to have to, she's going to have to let that, she's going to have to let that water go under that bridge. And she's just going to have to, she's just going to have to wait for Daryl to forgive her. I don't know what she's going to be have to do in order to earn that forgiveness, or maybe she just has to give him time. I don't think that friendship is completely fractured because this is Carol and Daryl we're talking about. Like they are probably the two closest people in the entire series. Right. Like, They've both so, been there since the beginning. Right. So They've I don't see that. I no. don't see that changing. I do, you know, or, I won't say I don't see it changing. The friendship has changed definitely but i don't think that friendship is over you know no. i just think right now daryl probably just needs some space and carol needs to learn how to keep her mouth shut. but real talk carol needed to be put in her place yeah running around here all willy-nilly so honestly she needed she needed to be put in her place like period like it's no if answer buts i mean and 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 actually daryl is the one to do it because he's he the is only the, one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he is the best, and you're right, best and only one to do it. Because, yeah, the, the, the tone that he kind of gave felt kind of snippy, 
but that's what she needed. And he's not going to do it with malice or, you know, trying to hurt you. But I, I'm letting you know this your fault. Right. You kicked off all this that got us to where we are. You, this, this is all you. Right. So but, but don't try to put that on me and own that. But on that's the flip side, on the flip side, okay. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows what Carol is when she gets into that mode. Like Carol has tried to leave several times because she says, I don't want to be this person because I know mm-hmm. if I have to be this person, I'm going to do whatever it is I have to do in order to protect my friends and family. So it's also not like this was unexpected of Carol. You know, maybe, yes, that particular moment she was being a little reckless because we already knew that the dynamite was unstable. We knew that that cave, you know, had a possibility of caving in. That was why they were trying to get out. So yes, she was being a little bit reckless. And at the same time, we have to remember, Carol didn't expect to live in that scenario because i think she went back in there with the intention of blowing up the dynamite and sacrificing herself because carol was kind of suicidal at this time yeah I and mean, you remember at the end she tried to walk over the, the ledge she was like she'll leave the walkers right and she was about to walk her ass right over that it's like i'm good you know but uh why can't i think of lydia stopped her yeah lydia? yes yeah lydia <laughs> had a brain fight yeah. Lydia stopped her right. so she 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 been on that reckless 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 I don't care what happens and I, I think at the end when she was ready to walk over the bridge she was like shit I did what I needed to do it's nothing you know I'm done at this point there's mm-hmm. nothing left for me to do because I got my revenge I don't feel no better so let me go and take this little walk right <laughs> right but of well, course just- we know that's not how the story ends but yeah so I, I think at this point Carol is going to have to do a lot of soul searching to kind of figure out who she's going to be post whisperers and then how she's going to get there. But again, at the same time, I don't see that happening really because now they have a new threat. They have these reapers who are coming after Maggie. So Carol is going to need to be Terminus Carol again. She's going to have to keep being the badass Carol that we know, but she's got to figure out a way to reconcile her conscience with this person that she has to become in order to keep everybody safe. You know, you can't, you can't be the, I don't want to kill. I don't want to be this person, blah, blah, blah. And then do the things you do. She's going to have to find some kind of way to come to, to, she's going to have to find some way to, to, get some peace or to reconcile herself to okay this is who i need to be in order for everyone to stay safe yep she needs to figure out her balance and if she's not then she does need to go ahead and leave and and be done with it i mean think about it other people have left the group you know Jada's left nobody I don't know if they actually went after her or if they looked for her but Jada's left you know I mean mm-hmm. Morgan left Morgan left so White. right so it's not like she couldn't do it but I think part of the problem with Carol is even if she wants to stay away from people she's gonna find it hard to just like even when she was at the kingdom you know she had her little house and she tried to stay away from people, but once Daryl showed up at her doorstep, 
she couldn't stay away once daryl showed up at her doorstep and then once morgan was honest and told her what happened to alexandria she was like oh fuck this let me go do what i gotta do let me go kick some ass she's she's gonna have to she's gonna have to reconcile with herself that this is who she is she's gonna have to accept it because as long as the world is the way yeah right because as long as the world is the way that it is she's gonna have to be that person Mhm. Mhm. And, and and as we see, because like she was saying, just when you think uh, it's over, it's always another threat out there. Mm-hmm. She and she said, "Remember that we lasted this time. We lasted longer than most." Right. You know what I mean? They had a bigger gap in between they peace and they storm. So, but hell, that's over now. Yeah. With, the, with the introduction of the reaper, that's over. Yep. That's but like Daryl said. So, you know, she she was saying we lost Alexandra and Daryl's like, we didn't lose it. I mean, think about it. Like I said, they could easily move on. They could easily move mm-hmm. on to another uh, somewhere else. But at the same time, in Alexandria, they have the creature comforts that we're used to in the world. Like they have the running water. They have hot water. They can take showers. So for them to go somewhere else mm-hmm. and try to rebuild all of that, it will probably be more difficult. It's probably easier to just oh. fortify your walls, rebuild, and be done with it. Yep. Yep. You know, because it because no matter where they go, they're probably gonna come across some kind of opposition, somebody who's gonna try to take what they have. I mean, that's just the way the world Always. is now. I mean, think about what Maggie has yes. gone through and what she says she's gone through with every community that she's come across. Now, there's always going to be, there's going to be a bigger bad, someone trying to take what you have. If it's not, you know, Woodbury, it's going to be the saviors or it's going to be the whisperers. It's, and, and the motive would just be different. The governor wanted what they had. He wanted something, you know, sustainable for his people, which... I'm going to be honest. The governor was stupid because y'all were in this beautiful community. Everything was working for you there. Why would you want the prison? Like, why? You, right. Your people were comfortable. Right. All you had to do was leave them right. alone. They could have left y'all alone. But you were the one who had to, like, kidnap Rick, uh, kidnap Glenn and Maggie. See, that's where you fucked up. You kidnapped people. And then once Merle told you, oh, yeah, this is who that, yeah, it, that's where you screwed up. You should have just left Woodbury in peace. They could have stayed where they were. Y'all would have been good. Y'all had walls. You had weapons. Y'all were pretty safe. Could have just left it that way. But no, same with Negan. Negan, like I said, Negan kind of had a flawed philosophy. Like he really thought he was saving people. But at the same time, you're being a narcissist because you're making people bow down, bow down to you. You're making people do what it is that you want in exchange for being safe which again as they said in season seven and you know season eight um there are more workers than there are of the saviors the workers could have easily overtaken that and then done what they wanted on their own but you know you're always going to have those kinds of groups that's going to come in and, and try to take over what you have Alpha was just dumb because she was like, oh no, the, the way of the old world is over. This world belongs to the dead now. Like, why would you want to live like that? Like, I, I just don't understand. You want to live with and dead people's skin on your face? People, 
she even had some people in her in her uh in her horde who were like oh they you know talking about a hilltop that they have running water we could live nice there blah 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 Girl, and she and she Listen, you want those people or you want me uh with a bed and water and life um let me say <laughs> And then the people who wanted to to go back to that, uh, yeah, and then the people who wanted to go back to that lifestyle, that's, those are the people that she punished or had killed. It's like, why? You know, even though you say you're freeing people, you're still making that, you're still dictating to them what they should want and what they don't want. And that's just. But you have to realize that's what everybody came from. Everybody came from the regular world where these, except for the babies, so they were born into that. But everybody had this regular world where, you know, it, you, you knew the time before. You mm-hmm. knew the time before work. So you knew beds and water and houses and, you know, you knew the comforts of life. Yes. And then you get in with this group who, okay, we're going to abandon this and live here because we feel this this is safer for us but i still know what it's like to have a bed to have a house mm-hmm. to have basic life necessities so if i see i'm out in the woods and i see this community over here oh wait they got what i remember mm-hmm. i'm longing for that because I'm, I'm, I'm a little tired of sleeping in the, on the ground and the cold and the okay that might look good again. Yeah. And, and, and I got a that because I, I remember. No, man. Or like, Ga- or like Gamma's sister <laughs> who had to abandon her baby because the baby wouldn't stop crying. And then you expected her to just get over that. Like she had to leave her child. Right. So you wanted her to leave her child for the walkers to get. And the people with some decency and common sense happen to rescue that baby and take that baby in. But you want her to forget that right. child now. So it's, yeah, it's just. Yeah, but she wouldn't forget Lydia. She wouldn't forget Lydia, though. Remember? Well, that's how, how you that want is. me to how you want me to kill my baby? You ain't you ain't killing your baby. Yeah, but that's okay. That came back to bite her in the ass. So, but, <laughs> but you More know, I mean, but again, and and that attitude with Alpha is eventually what got her killed because you took. Carol's child you took Henry and you took Henry not even because he was Carol's you took Henry because that's why Lydia wanted to stay with the other people yep you looked at Henry as the as as the person who took your child away from you so you killed what was basically a child because I think Henry was probably what maybe 18 at that point 18 19 yeah, 17 yeah somewhere in there or he maybe was- a little bit maybe a little bit younger than that but yeah I mean still he's a child Mm-hmm. And, and you killed him out of spite and yeah. out of jealousy. So yeah. yeah, she had she had what was coming to her. So I mean, yes, I I had issues with the way Carol handled things um, last year. I don't. I'm kind of like her. I don't fault her for going after Alpha because ultimately that was how they were in they were able to kind of defeat alpha like everything that carol did setting negan loose making lee you know well not making Mm -hmm. but she basically was like look i need you to go kill alpha i need you to infiltrate her group go kill alpha and honestly negan was the best person to do that yeah anybody else would have been suspect yeah because here's the thing negan was technically considered an enemy of alexandria the whole reason why he was locked up was because he 
was kind of sort of like alpha he was he was the alpha of his own group he was trying right. to take over from rick he was trying to take what they had he was the perfect person to infiltrate anybody else would have been looked at as suspect right 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 Negan was the one who was the most easily adaptable. He was the one, I mean, he got in there to the point where Alpha laid with him. Like she trusted him that much. Right. You know, and and that ultimately ended up with her downfall. But, you know, I mean, it was what needed to be done. Nobody else would have been able to do that. And as much as we want to hate Negan for what he did in the past, again, it's been 10 years. He probably has changed. People can right. do that. I do believe that people can redeem them, redeem themselves. Now, what he does once he's outside of the walls and he's able to live with other people, that's going to be a different thing. That's going to be where we see the true test of Negan's character. Like, did Carol do the right, right. thing by setting him free? We'll see. But, I mean, for right now, she, she kind of did what she had to do to get rid of the whispers. And, I mean, think about it. If they were still having to deal with the whispers and they had to deal with these reapers now, and then you've got whatever's going on with the Commonwealth. We don't know if the Commonwealth is good or if they're bad, but they have some of our people. Can you imagine having to deal with all three of those threats at the same time? It would have been impossible. They would have just been done. So at least you got rid of the really big one because, I mean, the whispers had such a huge horde that they were kind of sort of controlling so to be able to get rid of that, at least you got rid of the big, big problem. Now you you can focus a little bit more on this other problem and maybe get rid of it. But again, we don't know how big the Reapers are. We don't know how big that group is. We, right. we just know that they are terrifying. Just the one person that we met from them so far, that dude was terrifying. So if there's more of them, I mean, enough for Maggie to be scared, enough for... Um, Elijah to be scared, for Cole to be scared, for them to be scared the way that they are, the reapers are a big threat. So, okay, Carol, I know you're trying to, you know, reconcile yourself with what you did and you're trying to get over that, deal with the consequences and then get your game face on because we're going to need you to deal with these folks. Yep. Yep. You know, so. It's going to be a lot. And, and, and from what I see, they got they they still got guns. <laughs> yeah. So, so there's there's that. If we yeah. fight with arrows and, and spears. Y'all motherfuckers still got guns. Okay. Right. Okay. We yeah. gotta see. We, I, although Eugene can make bullets, uh <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that we even in the uh, I don't know, do they do they still have the gunsmith shop? I don't know. Cause I was back at uh I don't know sanctuary, uh, right? No, it was kind of sort of in between Alexandria and the sanctuary because remember that was the place that Eugene found with Abraham first. Yeah. So it wasn't part of the sanctuary, but if you think about it, um yeah, I think he may be making bullets maybe for the guns that they have because I'm pretty sure all the guns that exploded during the Savior War, I'm sure they're damaged. You can't use them anymore. Yeah. What a waste of weaponry, but it served its no, purpose. but it needed to happen. Yeah, so um (laughs) but yeah so i again as far as carol goes i just need her to get her head on straight so she can help deal with this problem and then then we'll go from there i need daryl to 
I, I know Daryl has some things he has to work out on his own, but I need him to go ahead and forgive Carol. You know, make make a sweat for a couple of days or a couple of weeks, however you need to do it. But just let's move on. I mean, like I said, once Connie comes up alive, I'm sure that'll that'll speed up the healing process and the forgiveness process. Right. Once he knows <laughs> that, oh, okay. Yeah, once he finds out that, oh, yeah, she's alive. But then again, now she's going to have to deal with a lot of trauma. She's going to have to deal with, you know, whatever it was that she went through while she was out there. Um, right. So, yeah, it, there's going to be a little bit of tension between those two, but hopefully they can get it together and they can resolve things before they have to deal with this new threat. Because if they're not unified, <laughs> trying to deal with the new threat, it's not going to work out well for them, you yeah. know. But 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 trust that one. I'm sure once they get the breakdown from Maggie of you know exactly what's going on, I'm sure they're going to come together real quick because we just get to the place where we're rebuilding our home mm-hmm. and we're not going to keep letting people come in here and attack us. Right. So we need to get it, you know, get back on it, and they need to get back to they that badassery they had when Rick was still there. Yeah, Rick is gone, but guess what? We still need that level of commitment and, and getting the job done like he here. Absolutely. You know, back when Rick was there, everybody was, everybody was badass. Everybody was. So once he left, okay, yeah, y'all, morale went down, everybody in the slump. Guess what? It's time to get over that, get it back together because we got this super new threat that is way different than anything we've ever seen. So get it together. Right. Because when Rick does come back, and I am claiming that when Rick comes back, I don't want him to come back and look at y'all and be like, what the fuck have y'all been doing? Hell, what I leave for? Right. So, but yeah, getting back to this episode, I, again, I enjoyed seeing Daryl have a different, a different type of connection with someone else. Um, Like I said, I fully expect Leah to show up in season 11. Um, But yeah, I, I, and I totally expect there's going to be some kind of love triangle there. That's going to be interesting, but you know, I don't know. Um i don't know about all that we'll see we'll see but um the other thing i wanted to mention during this podcast is so on the last episode at the end casey and i were talking about how covid needs to clear up because we want to go back to sonoya we want to go back to nick and norman's to have dinner and it just so happens Nick and Norman's made a post early, uh, I think it was yesterday, saying that they are reopened for, um, you know, uh, watch parties for these six episodes and they're taking reservations. They're still doing everything socially distanced, but um, you don't have to purchase a ticket for it now. You can order off the the regular menu and I sat here and I was like Casey talked this into existence because she just mentioned this last week she said she wanted to go to Nick and Norman's and just have the regular menu and and so now they're doing it so we've made a reservation we're gonna go do the watch party for the last episode of the season the here's Negan episode and I just think that's so funny that she she literally spoke this into existence so yes Casey yay me yay us yes 
So we get to go. Um, we're, we're still going to be socially distanced. I'm going to have my mask on, even though I've been fully vaccinated, you know, still we got to, we got to stay safe and everything. So yeah, I just, that's going to be fun. I have to make this special mask just for the occasion. I know. I have to make some here. Here's Negan masks. Ah, that would be cool. So yeah. That would that would be a that would be a fun way to end this part of the season and then just prepare for the next season and then big news so they confirmed that season eleven is premiering this summer so we do not have to wait till October or November it's premiering this summer we're getting the twenty four episodes I believe and then the series will be over but i'm so excited that we don't have to wait for so long it's like uh these six episodes the last one will air march 28th so that means we literally only have three months before mm-hmm. we're back in walking dead so yes yeah, so you guys will be hearing a lot more of casey on this podcast because you know that that's my girl we, we'll probably do some more you know again once we'll have to probably this listen- uh, the, the movie podcast, the Darren Carroll spinoff podcast. Yes. So I mean, it's, yeah, might be around for a little while. Yeah, she's gonna be around for a little while, you know. So, so we're we're looking forward to that. But um, so the next episode that's coming up is called One More, and it is the episode that's focusing on Gabriel and Aaron. Gotcha. So that one is the next one that's coming up. So we will be covering that as usual. Do you have any final thoughts on this episode? Um, they just need to get their shit together and get back on BFF matching bracelet status. I agree. And on that note, we can end the show with that <laughs> sentiment. You can find us online at www.phantomhybrid.com. We are on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Phantom Hybrid. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and other major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time.